Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barbo, and we are really thrilled that you're with us today because we're starting our preparation for the summer solstice for those of you who live above the equator and the winter solstice for those of you and all of our friends down under. So welcome. Yeah, and um, it's, it's a powerful time. The solstices and the equinoxes are a powerful time to lead ceremony. And we've given you some ideas over different shows about uh, ceremonies that you can do. Um, you can go back and, and even like look at the releasing ceremony that we taught and, and you can change that uh, to different intentions. But it's, there's so much happening on the earth during the solstice. There's so much change. It's a new phase of life. And I know many of you live in the city and sometimes it's hard to see how the wind is changing, how the sun is changing, different animals and different birds coming in. But if you go to a park or if you live in the suburbs, you'll notice that there's huge migration patterns with every season. And so the earth shifts during every season and so does the wildlife. And we're nature, so we're wildlife and we're changing too. So it's a powerful time to honor these changes. And plus, um, right, think about it. Like I know for me in my, over the years of building an audience, when I do a solstice event, the winter and the, the summer, those are my two largest times that, you know, people sign up to do an event with me. So if you're just starting out and trying to gather your tribe, you know, do a Facebook Live or do a, a solstice ceremony where you send it out to your email list and watch how many people want to come together, which then magnifies our prayers. Because think about it, there's people all over the world on these you know, four auspicious days doing all of these ceremonies and you can ride on that wind. And so it's, it makes it extra special. Absolutely. And one of the things that I work with a group of spirits that I call the ancient ones, and it turns out so many of my students work with them too, and I never knew it. And, um, and the ancient ones always uh, talk about so much knowledge um, about change. And um, there's just so much power uh, during this time of the solstice. And there's so much going on on the earth. And, and, and to be able to merge with the earth, as, as we're going to do in the show, to, to really be able to uh, understand exactly um, how you might be uh, affected. Because what I found is that because of technology and because of the way that we can disconnect ourselves um, from what's going on outside, we oftentimes just keep going at our regular pace. We never change our pace. Hmm. And so what happens is because all of nature is changing its pace, um, what happens is, is we end up walking against the river of life. And when you walk against the river of life, uh, you start to get depressed, you start to get anxious. 
And that's where half of our emotional illnesses and physical illnesses are, are coming from is we're actually no longer walking with the river of life. We're not flowing with the seasons. We keep walking against because we're uh, disconnected um, from nature. So, Yes, in the talk I gave this week at the addiction conference, I was talking about how um, in 50 years ago, people spent an average of five hours or more a week in nature. And now that is down to, I believe it's under an hour a week. And, you know, it, there's like, it seems to be a direct correlation of the last 50 years between the amount of time people actually spend in nature and their, their, um, their balance and like they that I think we've talked about the spin axis if you're you're just so disconnected there's nothing to ground you into whatever it is you're trying to offer out into the world and so as you the simplest thing you can do is make sure you go outside at least for five to ten twenty minutes a day and everything in your life would shift Absolutely. And um, I started to talk the, about the ancient ones and I kind of, I was going. <laughs> what ancient ones? <laughs> um, they actually gave me a really important message that went with a show that's in our archives on the influencers. And um, one of the things, Renee, you and I were talking about on the influencers show was how uh, people are becoming mean uh, through social media. And so that's actually feeding our collective. You know, we have the, we have the dense collective that doesn't honor the environment, that doesn't honor life, that's only into greed. And then we have a part of the spiritual collective that's really angry right now about many things and, and is communicating that. And so what the ancient ones have been asking us to do, this is what I forgot, and the solstice is such a powerful time to do this. And you can do this with your friends, your loved ones, your pets, your community, is the ancient ones said, we have to go out and sing love songs mm -hmm. to the collective. Because they said, if you watch the energetics, what's happening, the negativity is just making the collective denser and denser and denser. So think about how much energy, how much energy we have to put in. And we've talked about how much energy you have to put in to create change on some of our past shows. So the ancient ones said, imagine how much energy you have to put in to push out that negativity of the collective because it's being pushed into the collective every minute. And they said, how you can do that is go out outside and sing love songs mm -hmm. to the collective. And if you get a group, and I, I did this for a while, every group I was working with, I would always interrupt 
our experiences and we'd run outside and just start singing spontaneous love songs to the collective, that's a way, we're always looking for ways to make positive change. And that's a big way to make positive change because right now people are singing angry and chaotic songs to the collective and we're experiencing the effects of that. And so the solstice, to bring this back to the solstice, what a wonderful time to go out and sing love songs to the collective and to the elements and to all of life. That's, a, that's a, like a, a great reminder because as I think I've said before on the call that remember the same one that was on the planet 4 billion years ago is here still recycling and refreshing itself and renewing itself so that anger can be transmuted as well. And what better time is during like the, the major turning points, the, the cycle of the compass points that I call them, where you start to move into the next thing. Because for me, and we were, Sandra and I were talking about a little bit before our call is that for me in my, my wind mastery program, we start in the spring because during the time of hibernation, you know, making New Year's resolutions to me makes no sense because I'm resting. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not getting anything, you know, organized for the year, but I don't plant those seeds until the spring. And so as, as we come around now to the solstice time, you know, and, and maybe you're going into darkness down below there, the equator, not down below, you're not in Hades or anything, uh, but there, but we're, there's this time where now I'm really tending to everything I already put into motion this year. And for me, that means I want to speak more out on big stages in public. So now I've, I've put that into motion earlier in the year. And then what it starts is like, oh, I get speaking gigs. Okay, well, I want more speaking gigs. So how do I go out and prune my field so that, you know, that I can start to manifest that. And so pruning might be doing, you know, more outreach. It doesn't all necessarily mean throwing everything away, but it means how do I tend to all the stuff that I'm planning this year? Because remember, I'm the practical shaman. So I'm always thinking like, well, how do I put this into practice? Yeah, and for me, it's the opposite. And I'm going to conflict myself a little bit, predict <laughs> uh, myself a little bit with what I'm going to say now and, and once we're ready to move into an exercise. But one of the things that I've noticed, and it could be because I was born in January, um, is that uh, winter, fall and winter is when I'm in my true power. It's when I want to be out there teaching and traveling. And when I would used to teach uh, a lot of workshops, um, I would teach five five-day workshops in September and October because that was when I was in my true power. It was rare that I taught a workshop in the summer. And the only reason why I stopped in the winter was as the climate changed, it, traveling became so tricky. So... I, I couldn't do back-to-back -back workshops in the winter, but I would have because my personality really gets fed uh, in the winter by being around people. But um, in the summer, I taught workshops. I only taught a couple of workshops because that was when a lot of school teachers were off from work, and that was the only time they could come. But once the spring equinox happens, 
I start moving within. And by the time summer comes, I am a bear in hibernation. You cannot find me. I'm in my cave. And so one of the things that's happening for me right now is um, a lot of my work is changing and evolving and I'm moving more into emanating love and light and singing to the collective and using vibration and energetics um, to be a changing force. And so I'm finding myself now that we're moving into summer that I'm becoming quite the recluse and I'm doing my prayer work. Um, in my house, I rarely leave. I rarely see anyone anymore. And I started writing about this in Welcome Home, which is my second book. And I'm telling you this because it was in 1993. So I've been talking about this for a long time. And when I wrote about it in Welcome Home, my mailbox was flooded with letters because people were saying, I never heard anybody speak about this, but I'm like you, I hibernate in summer. I got hundreds and hundreds of letters. And so I think that sometimes we all try to put ourselves in a box you know, the new moon, this is how you're supposed to feel in the new moon, and this is how you're supposed to feel in the full moon, and this is how you're supposed to feel in the equinox, and this is how you're supposed to feel in the solstice, but we're all individual creatures. I mean, think about the flowers out there. There are certain flowers that bloom at different times of the year, and we all try to be the same flower, all blooming and sleeping at the same time, and nature doesn't work like that. There's always life going on. And so what would it be like for you to take some time to go back and reflect on your life and notice if there's a pattern of how you feel um, during the fall, uh, during um, the winter, and then when spring comes, and then when summer comes, because you might find, like me and thousands of others, that you don't run exactly on the same cycle. Um, it's a very interesting reflection, and, and then I advise people to look at how they can change their calendar a bit. I mean, you have to go to work, that we know, but you might be able to change your social calendar or when you are more um, extroverted, you know, you do more projects and like Renee, who's taking care of her garden now because she's ready for that next step. And so by doing that, you become healthy because you're honoring what's happening inside of you instead of forcing yourself to go against the river of life. Mm, I love that. One of the things about the wind work is that because I think that everything like Sandra is a reflection of the nature itself, that the compass was created based on what we had in nature, including our nature. And so that compasses were always designed to be used 
to get from point A to point B from wherever you are located. So in, in my swirling sphere of teachings, that you are at the center of your own wheelhouse and the only place you can navigate is from that center place of yourself. And one of the things that I do in the Fall Wind Mastery Program is I actually have people put make a life map. So like where all their spiritual and I, I stack it up so that you can start to look for those patterns in your own life about this is, wow, this happened when this happened. So you can start to find that correlation of how it works individually for you instead of, you know, my life map, because unlike Sandra, I'm born in the fall. So, <laughs> and I'd, I'd love to challenge everyone to come over to the shaman's cave and let us know like what month were you born? And, uh, you know, what are your most productive cycles? I love the fall. I live in the desert where it, you have to really pay attention to the changing seasons other than it gets hot now. But the, the, the fall, we don't get the colorful leaves. So I find myself a lot of times flying back to New York to do workshops in the fall because that way I get to see the fall leaves and I feel like, you know, that, that's that place where I feel like I'm going home to my own self in that in that colorful landscape and so for me a lot begins in the fall in my life that's beautiful i really love that that's beautiful yeah yeah, yeah see now you're going to want to be born in the fall <laughs> <laughs> well, i love the fall like i was saying i used to teach five five-day workshops in a row in the fall every single year i can't tell you how many years because it was a time when i I felt colorful <laughs> and radiant and um, and it's just, it's such a powerful time. Definitely. Yeah, it absolutely is. And so as you prepare for this uh, summer solstice yourself, maybe you just, you sit down and, and, you know, make yourself a life map to see what, what are the peak seasons for you and what does the season mean as you enter on into it in your own work because you know remember we're we're cyclical you know i was trying to tell the the therapist the other day was that you know maybe if you my whole assumption is that we move from a, a linear a space-time linear model about ten thousand years ago and got away from the cycle model so imagine if you went to an addict or your partner or something and looked at wow this was only one cycle of our experience together but it's not all of them. And it doesn't mean like in the, in the commodity market that you didn't produce here. Now you're just declining, but that that cycle dies and then you move into the next cycle. So as the solstices, so if you were to, and this might could get a little confusing. So if you were to tip your compass, where in your own compass are you aligning to the summer solstice so or the winter equinox so it may not be in the south for you and it may not be in the north for for you it might be wow i'm a little bit to the northeast on this and and that's what we found it for in the wind clan for the 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 east was bringing all forth our issues from the south so we'll be curious to see what wind comes to work with us for this next piece of work we're going to do, which we just happen to be calling the solstice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Renee, you said that you'd be willing to pull um, a wind card for us on the solstice. Is that something that still feels right for you to do? Absolutely. And let me tell you this funny story about the wind, because they always come out appropriately. The other day I was speaking at an event called Her Stories. 
and I had to go work at the uh, work for work. So I was only able to come in, do my talk and then leave. And, but the, the woman was concerned about if I opened up the circle with the wind that I was calling in, well, how would she send it home? So in order, she had to get a wind whistle, which was perfect because I sold a wind whistle. That was great. But what was really crazy was that the wind that I pulled in for the for this group for that day was Mari, the Basque wind of gifts. So then I had everyone in the group pull a, a wind card because I did a wind knot with them. And what do you think the woman who's closing the circle pulled in? Mari, the Basque wind. Wow. So she so she gets it. Was that trippy? Because you'll never get us what I got. And now they're like, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I love it. That's I know. Funny. Yeah. So we're going to pull a wind out of our, our starry wind sack and see what we get. Da -da 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 -da. <gasps> oh, no. And this is perfect for you, Sandra. <laughs> uh, this is going to confuse some people, all right? So we got for the, the, the solstice, we got the south-southwest intercardinal no wind, the doldrums. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> so action is suspended. Now, when I was doing the wind mastery, a couple of people pulled the doldrums for their year, for their year, and they got really depressed, like that they weren't going to make any progress this year. Because we think when we're not moving or we're not going forward, that no progress is to be had. When absolutely one of the two people actually decided that her spiritual being in the space of no wind might be a really good time to take her meditation even deeper, even, even further. And she's having these mind bending experiences being in this, this suspended state of no wind. Mm. And yeah. in the winds of spirit during there's two places South of the equator. And it's funny because we're talking about the equator today where the wind doesn't blow. And when sailors used to get stuck there, they would have to offload some of the livestock and things so the animals didn't starve during these periods where they would be actually suspended in the water for weeks on end without wind moving. And you know, when the wind stops, they, it can either be a death, a death of a, a situation, or maybe there's something that is going to, you're gonna die into yourself this, this period of solstice that is going to illuminate something bigger and more important in your life that you're going to be working towards once you start to move again towards either the the light or the darkness. Mm. And I have another reframe on that uh, that works for that card too, is, you know, summer is a time when, um, when people like to take vacations and get to the beach and rest um, because, uh, you know, the environment supports that. And I know those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, you, that card might be perfect for you just as it is because it, it's a time of rest too. But it, it's amazing if you think of, you know, you can't get an airplane flight, you can't get a, a bus ticket, you can't get a train ticket. Uh, the freeways are packed because everybody's going somewhere to rest. <laughs> um, and so people like to take vacations um, also during the summer and during the winter 
to chill out from all the activity, you know? So that's a, that's another reframe on that card too. So should I, should I call in the doldrums for us? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. All right. Get ready for those vacations. I'm going to call to it three times like I do. And on the first one, really connect down through your spin axis, down into deep, deep, deep into the molten core of the earth. And on the second one, invite that wind of of spaciousness, of no wind, of like being contained. And then on the third one, let's put ourselves in an energy bubble so that we're, we're good with that space. So we really can really be with, be with that, that restfulness of it to be on those cruises and on those beaches and on those places that you're going to journey and reading books and all of that. Ready? And let's sing our love song to the doldrums. And let's create an energy bubble for our ceremonies and our sacred practices so that that there's no strong winds blowing against us as we do this work. I was telling Sandra the other day when I was teaching, I had told the story about a a spontaneous extraction I had one time at the same hotel. And there was this very collegiate looking guy that didn't look shamanic at all, you know, by whatever my judgment of that looks like. And, and I blew the wind whistle three times. And I said to afterwards to these therapists and psychologists and doctors, Hey, anyone have an experience? And this, this guy, and he goes, well, he goes, I don't, he goes, he goes, it wasn't what I thought. I thought I was doing this. And all of a sudden I was cut open and uh, something was taken out of me. And I was like, it was like, you know, it's, it, it was so exciting. Cause everybody in the audience, everyone else was like, wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You know, the spirits are really close right now. We're going through a lot. And so they're coming in and they take every opportunity when you can get quiet um and this man probably got real quiet as he was so you know the wind whistling that you do renee is so beautiful and um it naturally takes somebody to a very deep place and as soon as somebody can get to a deep place the spirits swoop in and and start to perform healings on us which is really great um so And so I'm going to lead a really short journey now that Renee has called in the wind for us. And um, this is a a short journey. In part two of our show, we're going to do a longer ceremony. Um, 
But what I found, this is, this is a, um, a teaching that I, I share with all my students and in all my books and, and talk about how this is a really good journey to do for every single change in season. And this is where I contradict myself because I said that I was going to do that in the beginning. Um, as I already talked about, and, and Renee, uh, you shared your stories about this, we're nature beings. We're, we're part of nature. We're part of the landscape. So whatever the landscape is doing is also happening to us. Just as the animals and birds are changing their migration patterns and where they're showing up. And, and right now I have bear at my house doing all kinds of, um, all kinds of, I don't want to say horrible things, wonderful things to our bird feeders. <laughs> um, they love to tear them apart. Um, and, but, you know, we always know what's happening by what animals show up and what birds show up. And so uh, the land has qualities that's changing and we're part of the land. We, we're a manifestation of the earth. We're born of the earth. And so whatever is happening to the land is also happening to us. And so a journey that I really recommend for people to do at every change in season is to actually merge with the earth right where you live, not in another state, not in another hemisphere, not in another city, but right where you live. And, um, and the reason I like to do merging journeys is that you get to learn from an element. When you merge with the earth, you learn about the earth by becoming it. When you merge with water, you learn about water by becoming it. Um, the wind by becoming it. The sun or fire by becoming it. And, and there's so much that you can learn because it's not verbal. Um, you actually get the cellular feeling in your body when you merge. And that's where the most important information comes, is not with our minds and taking in more information, but feeling in our bodies what's happening. So merging journeys are great to get more of a body sense instead of a rational understanding about the seasons. And so we're going to merge with the earth right where you live. And for those of you who don't journey, it's all about an intention. There's nothing you have to know. You don't have to take a class to learn <laughs> merge with the earth. It's your intention. You want to um, let go of your body, let go of your mind, and melt into the earth where you live. And just feel what's happening, because this is the time of the solstice. Um, the earth is changing where you live. The quality, the texture of the earth, the smell of the earth, the temperature of the earth. Everything about it is changing. The movement in the earth is changing. You know when there's the most movement in the earth is in winter, in ice. 
ice moves more than anything. It, it's amazing to merge with ice. And so you feel a different movement. You feel uh, everything changes for you. So if you're in uh, the Southern Hemisphere, merge with the earth that's experiencing winter. And if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, merge with the earth where you live that is experiencing summer and get a body sense feeling. And so I'll start with a little whistling just to um, uh, let go of our thoughts and I'll pick up my drum. And if you have a drum or rattle for every show that we do, you might have a drum or a rattle. You can use a little bottle with seeds in it or corn in it if you don't um, have a rattle at home. You can always drum, rattle, sing, and dance. Even though you're merging to dance what the earth is experiencing right now is beautiful or to chant or, or to sit still and just experience it. So our intention is you're just going to allow yourself to melt into the earth where you live and feel how the earth is changing at the time of the solstice because that's how you're changing too. And it will give you an idea of how you can start to move with the river of life instead of against it.
So it's time to start to use your intention to disengage from the earth and start to feel yourself coming back as I do this return beat. Okay, welcome back everybody. And um, take a few deep uh, grounding breaths. Feel deep roots coming down from you into the earth, connecting to the 4.6 billion year old earth. Feel her heartbeat and um, feel yourself really grounded and present. And hopefully you got some inspiration from this journey about ways to change your life so that you can improve the quality of your life and also your health. And of course, it's a journey that you can do again at another time when uh, you can settle more into journey space and sacred space better. Well, I just went right away. So I didn't have to settle anything. It's just like I melted right into the hot earth and then uh, I was liking to be more up on Whidbey where I'm heading this month and <laughs> where the water runs. And they like, no, get back here to the hot earth. <laughs> so we're going to continue. This is going to be a two-part show. And the next one will be the day after the solstice, uh, the actual date. But we all know time bends, and so it's going to have the same effect. And in the meantime, if you want to get this in your inbox, join us over at shamanstv.com sign up and our list is really growing big about people really getting it every week in their inbox so that's kind of cool it's the only thing we send you there so thank you yeah i'm i'm running into people all over where i live who go oh wow we love to watch you and renee and so visit um shamans tv and uh go over some of the old shows there's such a wealth of information and please let people know to visit shamanstv.com so that they can join us in these weekly uh, wonderful shows with Renee and myself. And blessings, everyone. Blessings. Blessings.